Good morning, my friend. I hope you're doing well. It is about 5.30 in the morning, really dark outside, very cold. 15 degrees here at Moon River Ranch in Nebraska. And wherever you are in the world, I hope that you're doing well. Getting ready to have a beautiful Sunday. I hope you have a chance to worship with your people and spend some time with the Lord today. And we had a great day yesterday. Lisa made an amazing feast for our friends Damon and Sarah and their kids are in town and it was wonderful we had a good day and it was beautiful and had a good relaxing day yesterday out here on the river and hope that you had a chance to relax and not do too much work and and have a little sabbath for yourself as we get ready for another busy week listen it's it's almost Christmas it's almost the end of the year and we're trying to finish strong right we're we're doing this dry december concept where you're going to let something in your life dry up something that's been holding you back some area that's been um, kind of overburdening you or out of balance in your life and you're going to let that dry up so god can make a stream in that wilderness to do something new in your life it's isaiah 43 18 and 19 we did new thing november now we're doing dry december and whatever it is that you need to get rid of whether it's a, a habit like alcohol or tv or cheetos or shopping or pornography or a bad relationship or whatever whatever it is that just some attitude or some inactivity or some anything that's been holding you back if you know that that is overburdening your life and it's time to dry it up then that's what dry december is about today's the fourth if you haven't started yet you had three days of grace let's get after it listen it's time to get after it we don't want this month to be just another month of pushing the ball down the field we want actually to change our minds and change our lives so we can go into next year and grab on to everything every promise that God has for you. The yes is in Jesus, and we want to learn how to control our minds so we can get our neuroscience working on our behalf instead of against us, because the baseline neuroscience state in your brain, the neurotransmitters are are designed for negative, for self-protection, for fight or flight, and we want to be better than that. We want to use our frontal lobes that God gave us to be able to control, think through, and respond to the situations and difficulties in our lives rather than just reacting to them, and that is how we're going to learn by starting today how to really truly become happier okay that's the deal that's what we're doing in december and it's time to get after it today i'm just going to do a short little quiet time i'm kind of um, flipping back and forth between a few verses and one song from brenton brown i'm going to do um a, a worship album or worship artist top five um before the end of the year and i'm kind of going back through my old catalog and listening to a lot of brenton brown music in the last few days and one song that brenton has is a song called we need you it's from a 2010 album adoration that he did it was a tremendous album and he had kind of three albums in, in a short period of time and then he has had kind of a long dark period where he's just been writing for other people and hasn't actually released a studio album in a long time but but this album adoration the song we need you um kind of puts us in the good mindset of a good um thought to do some quiet time this morning let me give you a scripture but before i do that um i'm going to go back and touch on something from yesterday that i feel like i need to clarify a little bit as i thought about being our own advocate or letting jesus be our advocate and not trying to be our own advocate and doing that self-brain surgery of of sort of ablating self-advocacy i want to make sure that i make a point properly for you and before i do that i want to let lisa tell us the good news listen you can't change your life until you change your mind and lisa always brings us to every episode when she tells us that the good news is that we can change our life and we can change our mind and we can start today hey are you ready to change your life if the answer is yes there's only one rule you have to change your mind first And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. 
That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it, and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is, you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you like the show. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. All right. So thank you, Lisa. Hey, listen, I've got a couple of things in my mind this morning. One of them is this idea that we talked about yesterday that Jesus is an advocate, okay? John says it clear. He's he's the one that's it's like our lawyer. He goes before every situation and tells the truth and fights for us and, and makes sure that, that we are always in right standing with God. And and Jesus has the, the power and the insight and the understanding to, to, to far beyond anything we can comprehend to help us through every situation in our life. And culture right now is doing something really dangerous and really bad. And it's not the first time in history this this kind of idea keeps popping back up where people think that the solution to finding happiness in life is to fight for themselves, to stand up for their own rights, to, to say, I'm going to live my truth and, and all those kinds of things, right? Live your truth is a pervasive and false and dangerous ideology because the fact is there's not your truth and my truth. There's the truth. There's one truth. There's just something that's true. And your truth and my truth aren't both true if one of them isn't the truth, right? So this idea is that that if you're out there thinking that you've got to pick up the, the sword and fight every battle in your life and that you're enough and strong enough and that everybody ought to capitulate to your wishes and, and your version of what's true and all those things, then the, the truth is you, you're going to find out one of these days that you're not actually enough. You're not. That that I am enough concept is, is a lie from the devil. And the reason that it's so powerful is because you you actually believe that you should be enough to handle everything in your life. And when you're not, it leaves you with this great angst and this sort of dichotomy of, of truth, this cognitive dissonance that you can't actually do it on your own. And then you feel like everybody else is being unfair to you in some way. And then you start fighting for what you perceive to be injustice. And the truth is, it's just the fact that you didn't plug into the right power source. And so what I said yesterday about self-advocacy, and I want you to go back and listen to that episode if you haven't heard it. I just want to make sure I clarify one thing. When I say you need to get rid of the idea of self-advocacy, what I mean to say is don't think that you have it in you to solve every problem and fight every battle on your own. You need Jesus to do that. You need him to help you reset your brain and, and get your mind on straight and let him fight those battles for you and not think that you have to do it all on your own because you're not enough to do it on. You're not equipped. You're not given everything you need to do that. And I'll give you a scripture. Here's Second Corinthians chapter 12. And Paul's talking about his thorn in the flesh and this problem that he's had, and he's brought it to God three times. He says, verse 8, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. Please take this thing away from me, whatever it was. 
in verse 9, but he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, Paul says, Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. See, what Paul's saying here is that he didn't have it in him to get rid of this problem on his own. He didn't have the power to make this thing go away. And when he finally submitted that problem to Jesus, Jesus said, hey, my grace is enough for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Listen, friend, Jesus has the answer to the thing that you need. He said it plain in John eight twelve plainly. Jesus spoke again to the people and he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Listen, there's going to be some dark times in your life, friend. There's going to be. I lost a son. I've been through a divorce. I've been to war. I know it. I've been through it. And you have too. These massive things that come along in life. And if you haven't had one, you've probably had a, a bunch of little mini massive things that have been kind of like slow death by a thousand cuts kind of torture. And if you haven't had that, you will. I mean, there's going to be a time when somebody you care about dies or something important to you falls away. Some market shift happens and wipes your economy out. Something's going to happen, right? Nobody gets out of life unscathed. And if you don't have this light from Jesus, if you don't have this understanding that his power is sufficient for you when you run out of your power, because you will, there's going to be a time when you run up against something that you can't solve. And you're going to have the opportunity, you're going to have the option that seems to yourself to be the only option of either kicking and screaming and demanding that everybody else change, lower the standard, change the rules, do something to make it possible for you when it's impossible for you. Or you're going to have to say, God, I get it. I don't have the power for this. I'm not enough for this. Listen, if I, I told you yesterday this this idea of if I had a, a problem, a legal deal, if I got sued, I would be overwhelmed. I would say, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to go down to the court. I don't know what papers to file. I don't know what, what laws work on my behalf here. I, I don't know what to say to the judge. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed, right? Well, then I would, instead of becoming overwhelmed by that, I would call my friend Lena, who's a brilliant lawyer, and I would say, Lena, I got this paper. What do I do? And she would say, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. I got that. I'm trained for it. I'm educated for it. I'm experienced in it. I know what to say. I know what to do. You just keep your mouth shut. And when I tell you to say something, answer truthfully. When I tell you to do something, do it promptly. When I tell you to respond to something, respond with the truth. And don't worry. I'm going to take care of this. Well, magnify that by infinity. And that's what Jesus does for us eternally. Okay. When you don't have the power, when you don't have the juice, when things aren't fair, when things aren't right, you sometimes you can't fix it. That doesn't mean that you don't stand up for yourself, okay? This is the the point I wanted to make about yesterday. Like Jesus never tells us, the Bible never tells Christians not to stand up for themselves. What it does say is turn the other cheek, learn to take an insult, learn to, to let God handle some of those burdens, to, to go as far as possible as you can to live at peace with other people. Romans 12, uh, the Romans 12, the, the famous passage where he says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. That's not a, a license to just take everything on the chin forever. But what Paul says is, as far as it's possible for you, as far as it's possible for you, he says in Romans 12, live at peace with everyone. 
Now, there's some times in your life when it's not possible for you to live at peace with everyone anymore. And if you're in an abusive situation, if somebody is hitting you or sexually abusing you or emotionally or, or some other way abusing you, and your job here is not to take that abuse forever and not to put yourself or your children or your family in a dangerous situation. Your job is to honor Christ, to do things right as far as it's possible for you. And when you reach that point where it's no longer possible to be safe, be protected, solve the problem, reunite, reconcile. When it's not possible, then you have to protect yourself. So the Bible never tells you to take abuse endlessly and to, to let somebody else dominate you. It doesn't say that. It says as far as it's possible for you, just live at peace with everyone. Do what's right. And that's what Micah 6 eight's all about. When he says, what does God require of you? To do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly before your God. So what does that mean? When it's up to you, you do it right. You do it justly. You perform justly. You don't treat someone else unfairly. You don't treat someone else un- unjustly. But you love mercy. So you have, an, you, you have a heart that wants to forgive and wants to be merciful and wants to be gracious because that's what he did for you, right? And then you walk humbly. You don't, you don't take too much credit for things. You don't say that I'm, I'm enough. I'm, I'm powerful enough. You have to, everybody has to bow the knee to me because I'm, this is my life and I get to live my truth and I get to be in charge and you have to defer to my wishes and my identity, right? That's not what he says. He says, walk humbly. Let him show you that he's enough light for you. Let him show you that he's going to be an advocate for you. Like Lena would say to me, I'll take care of the paperwork. I'll take care of what to say. I'll do the work. You just just stand there beside me and answer when it's time and do it right. When I ask you to do something, do it properly. Tell the truth. Do your job. But just, but just let me handle the burden. And that's why Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is like, come to me if you're weary, if you're tired of being tired, friend. Stop thinking that you have to fight all these battles on your own. He's powerful enough. And when you get when you face this massive thing, you're going to find some darkness. And the difference between being in the dark all by yourself and not even seeing enough light to move forward and being in the dark with him at your side is that there's always a crack in the door with some light. There's always a little bit of light. Even in the darkest moments I knew after our son died, I still could see that little bit of hope that little bit of light out there. And I knew how to, how to, even if Lisa and I couldn't really see enough to know what to do, we could see the direction we needed to walk, and it was towards him. That's the answer. He's the light of the world, he says. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Friend, I want you to understand that your gra- his grace is sufficient for you. There's always enough manna for today. You may not be in a season of abundance and plenty, but there's enough for today. If you look for the light, he will never leave you in the darkness. It's there. It's when, if we get, out of, we get out of bounds when we think we have to do it all ourselves, when we think we have to, to handle the whole case on our own. We forget that we have an advocate. We forget that we have a power source. The Bible says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in you, Ephesians 1, 18 through 20. Paul says this, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Remember that? I just told you Jesus has the light. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power. For us who believe that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. 
and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. Listen, friend, you have the Holy Spirit of God inside you. If you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, you have incomparable power. You're not enough, but he is. You don't have the light, but he does. You don't have the ability to advocate for yourself, but he does. You can't run that play without his power, but he can, okay? You've got it. He can do it, and you can do it because of him. Your power is perfected. His power is perfected in your weakness. His grace is sufficient for you. That's the quiet time thought for today. You know what you need? You need him, and that's why Brenton Brown is going to sing to us right now. We need you. No other God but 
retreats in resignation when the living God is near. So we kneel again before you, O keeper of our hearts, and we ask for great song. Listen, friend, it's okay to understand that we're not enough. It's okay to understand that we need an advocate, that we need somebody to help us. We need somebody to help us fight these battles that life brings us to help us when our wounds are so deep. We need a physician. We need an advocate. We need a helper. We need a light source. We need a power source, and we have it all in the same place. 
And that's what my quiet time is about today. Father God, thank you for this day. Help us to see the light when everything feels so dark. Help us to find the hospital that you, as the great physician, provide for us when our wounds are so deep. Help us to understand that we have the best possible advocate whenever we're being accused, whenever we're failing, whenever we've done wrong and we need help to, to find our way back to mercy and forgiveness. Help us, Father. Give us that peace. Thank you for giving us that same power that set the captives free, the same power that opened eyes to see this Paul Balash said in his beautiful song, the same love. Thank you for giving us the same power that you used to raise your son from the dead. Thank you for your word, for your advocacy, for your power, for your healing, for your mercy, for your grace, for your light. We need it today, Father. Let my friend just be bathed in the hope that all this truth gives them this morning. Let us find our way back to you when we need you. Thank you for never giving up on us and never being too late or too far, but always being right there. We love you, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen, friend, I hope you have an amazing Sunday. I hope this has been a helpful, quiet time for you. It's been very helpful to me. i got one more song for you from Brenton Brown. We're going to go out with this incredible song, Send Your Rain. If you're feeling dry, it's dry December, you're letting some things dry up, It's time for him to keep his promise and let you feel that rain that's going to resurrect your heart and open up the new thing that he wants to do for next year, friend. You can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. Here's Brenton Brown with Send Your Rain. Send your rain, 
send your rain. Let your healing fall on our hearts again, 'cause we are dry. We're crying out. Savior, send the streams that will break the drought. Send your Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmb.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.